0: A good night of Shabbos. This week's parsha is Parsha Kisavai, um, the parsha that's perhaps most famous for the lengthy section of the Techecha, the rebukes or the curses, which uh, definitely seems to be one of the harshest sections of the Torah. And yet, Chasidus teaches us that Hashem, of course, loves each and every one of us and therefore there's no curses for the sake of curses, punishments for the sake of punishments, but that rather these curses or rebukes contain within themselves great blessings um, and great goodness that because of their greatness and goodness are concealed and disguised in the form of curses. So um, as we stand less than two weeks before Rosh Hashanah, we wish each other and ourselves that we be inscribed for a year of goodness, of brachas, and that any curses that there may have been or difficulties and challenges that we experience, we should be able to see the goodness within them, the blessing within them, and that the external curses be totally transformed to bracha, to blessing for each and every one of us in the most revealed way possible. I want to focus um, today, though, not on the Parsha specifically, but on an event that takes place today around the world, and that is the annual completion of study of the Rambam. It was some 34 years ago that the Rebbe instituted a schedule of learning for every person, man, woman, and child, where everyone is able to learn from the works of the Rambam on a daily basis. And he gave three forms of learning it. One is where one studies three chapters a day in the Rambam's book of Mishnah Torah, finishing it every year. Um, One is to study one chapter a day, finishing it every third year. And one is to study from his book of mitzvahs, following the schedule of the three-chapter-a-day Rambam study and finishing the book of the 613 mitzvahs every year. So today, for the 37th time is the completion of the book of Rambam, if one studied three chapters a day, or the 37th time the completion of the book of Sefer HaMitzvahs. So I want to talk a little bit about that, and perhaps a very important message that we can learn from the Rambam. The Rambam is clearly one of the greatest Jews that ever lived, Um, famously on his tombstone, over his grave in Tveria, is uh, engraved the words that from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Moses until the Rambam, who carried the same name, Moshe, no one else rose as they, no one was as great as from Moshe Rabbeinu until the Rambam, which is a period of over 2,000 years and some of the greatest Jews lived there. But clearly, Kalal Yisrael always held the Rambam in the utmost esteem as one of the greatest Jews that ever lived. And there's so many sides to the Rambam. But without a doubt, one of the stunning things of the Rambam is his genius. Um, the Rambam was one of the greatest commentators and writers of Torah ever. He wrote one of the basic works of Jewish philosophy. He wrote a work on the entire book of the Mishnah. And he wrote his magnum opus, the Mishnah Torah. But he was also famous as a scientist, as a doctor. Um, his works of medicine were accepted the world over. He was the personal physician to the sultan in Egypt of his time and was the physician to many, many thousands. So we're talking a person of unparalleled genius, both in the sciences, medical world, and terror. Interestingly, this genius of geniuses, um, his magnum opus, though, is his book of Halakha. His book of Jewish law, where he lays out all of the halachas or all the basic halachas of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs of the Torah. That's the book that he devoted most his most effort to, and saw that as his greatest work. And indeed, that's the work that he's most known for um, amongst Klal Yisrael for the last thousand years, or almost thousand years. Now, we have what might appear to be a contradiction of sorts. Typically, when we think of genius, when we think of someone who's so great in mind and wisdom, that doesn't necessarily come along with thinking the person who's so into halacha, which is law, and scrupulous in the details of every law. Um, Sometimes we tend to think that laws and restrictions are for children or for those who are less learned, But the wiser one is, the more brilliant one is. So the more they perhaps aren't bound to the details of the laws. They can make their own laws. They can understand the best way to be. They don't have to be so, again, so bound to the details of laws. And the Rambam teaches the opposite. The greatest of minds, the greatest of geniuses, devotes himself to the details of What are the halachas of the Torah? What are the basic laws of the Torah? Now, how do we understand that? How does the Rambam bring together the two worlds of genius, of knowledge, of unparalleled wisdom, and yet that basic commitment to all the nuances of halacha, of law? And perhaps we can learn a special message from the Rambam's words with which he opens his book of law and his words with which he completes this book of Halakha, which again we complete today together. The Rambam opens his works with a famous words. He says, ha v'amud ha The foundation of all foundations and the pillar of all wisdom. Matsu kol ninsa, to know that there is a first existence, the existence of God, who creates and makes everything else come. Into being. Note the Ramam started with the word Das. He says the foundation of all foundations to know about God. He doesn't talk about belief, to believe in God. He talks about the knowledge of God. Because the Rambam is the master of knowledge, the master of understanding, the master of wisdom. And therefore he starts his book with telling us that the foundation of all is to have knowledge and wisdom about God. He finishes his book with a statement talking about the yearning for the coming of Mashiach. And he says, what will be the greatness of that time? He finishes with a verse. The world will be filled with knowledge of God. Like water covers over the entire sea. So again, he finishes with knowledge, the knowledge of God. He started that the knowledge about God is the foundation of all wisdom, the pillar of all wisdom. And he finishes that the ultimate goal of the coming of Mashiach is again that the knowledge of God will cover over everything, like the water covers the sea. So he starts with knowledge and he ends with knowledge. However, although he starts and ends talking about knowledge, it's not just any knowledge. He says it's the knowledge to know about God and to know how God is the, is the source of everything that there is. And he finishes with telling us that that knowledge will ultimately totally cover over everything, that will all be submerged, so to speak, in that knowledge that will fill the world like the water that submerges everything beneath the sea. What's the message here? When we talk about wisdom, when we talk about knowledge, There's really two very different types of wisdom and knowledge. There's one wisdom and knowledge that feeds into one's ego and makes one feel greater and bigger and more egocentric. And there's the other type of wisdom and knowledge that makes one more humble and more in tune with that which is greater than I and which ultimately makes one lose themselves, so to speak, in that which is greater than I. See, there's the wisdom that starts from oneself. There's what I like, there's what I feel, there's what I want, and therefore I use my wisdom to get to there, to get more into myself, more into what I like, more into what I feel. So I start with me, I start with the I. And as long as I start with I, All my wisdom is going to pander to that, is going to make my eye greater. And that's when wisdom becomes a tool of vehicle for arrogance, for self, for fulfilling my own desires, my own feelings, my own wants. Of course, I might be very, very smart. But my wisdom then is a servant of me, of making that me bigger, greater, um, and more full of oneself. The Rambam's wisdom was the opposite sort of wisdom And that's how he starts his book He says, you say that, you say this The foundation of all foundations And the pillar of all wisdoms Is to know that it starts with God That there's a creator The greatest wisdom Is not centered around me It's where I lose myself In that which is so much greater than I The source of all being That's how he starts his book And he concludes his book that ultimately that wisdom will be so um, encompassing like the water that covers over everything underneath it in other words, i totally lose myself in the wisdom of that which is again greater so much greater than i so the rambam's wisdom is not a stepping stone to feel more self to the contrary is the wisdom that helps one be humble and connect to the infinite that's infinitely greater than who I am. This is how the Ramam opens his book. This is how the Ramam closes his book. And perhaps this is how we can understand how this greatest of minds and wisest of the wise devotes his life and his work to halakha, to knowing what does Hashem want from me? What does Hashem tell me how I'm going to live my life? And the wiser Rambam was, the more he devoted himself to that which was above him. To the halacha, Hashem's way of telling us human beings, what's Hashem's vision for us. And that's the Rambam's message. Wisdom doesn't or shouldn't lead us to being more self-centered. True wisdom, the foundation of wisdom, the pillar of wisdom, is to reach that which is beyond us, to reach Hashem himself and recognize that the ultimate greatness is when a human being a finite human being is able to connect to that which is infinite by following his Torah by learning endlessly deeper and deeper into his wisdom and that we're connecting to Hashem. May we very soon and very quickly merit that prophecy that Rambam finishes his works with that we read today to live and see that time that the world will be filled with the knowledge of God like the waters cover the sea. A good Njamas.